the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, Little Rock. This is Alan Kerr coming to you from the studios of 101.1 FM, The Answer. Filling in for Dave Ellswick this morning. He had some things, uh, some urgent things he had to take care of, so I'm filling in for him this morning. Uh, We're going to have a great day, going to have a great show this morning. Um, Right now, the weather is uh, about 75 degrees outside. This is uh, July 22nd. 2021 i had to get my years right there so many of them going by so fast um but uh um it is about 606 607 a.m and i uh, hope you're waking up uh, well this morning and uh, uh listening to the show uh we got a really good show set up for you this morning uh, uh senator state senator jason rapert is going to be here about six a little bit after six thirty. Uh, to talk about the National Association of Christian Legislators um, uh, Association that he put together last year. Um, he did this uh, in, in the midst of fighting COVID and um, um, all of his uh, legislative duties and, and session. Um, is in, I attended this, and it was a great, great convention or, or conference, and uh, I want him to talk to you and let you know all about that. Uh, you know, just about the time you think that all is lost and, um, you know, that that uh, the world's uh, just just going to pot, so to speak. Um, you come up with uh, someone like Jason Rapert, who puts together an organization like the National Association of Christian Legislators. These are Christian legislators that are getting together to try to turn the tides of the country and and get us back to a religious um forethought a religious format and um a a christian format and and hopefully um we can uh we can count on them to do that it was a great conference a lot of great speakers i'm very excited to have him on the on the show this morning to talk to you about that and to tell you all about that uh in the seven o'clock hour we're going to have uh a former political uh uh former republican chairman uh state republican chairman Doyle webb uh on radio and talking to us about his uh i'm sure his campaign for for uh lieutenant governor as uh, as will uh senator jason rapert who is also running for lieutenant governor uh we'll hear from both those gentlemen and hear what they're all about uh right now we're going to jump into some a uh, little bit of news and uh, uh see what's going on in the world We've got, uh, did you know, Heidi, did you know life expectancy is down a year and a half? Uh, you're, you're, you're expected to live a year and a half less now. 
Yeah, I know. That's awful. Um, life expectancy down by a year and a half. It, uh, in, in 2019, you were expected to live uh, 78.8 years. And uh, this year, you're, uh, the life expectancy is 77.3. Now, if you're 25 years old, that's you're going to shrug your shoulders and go, eh, you know. But when you're my age, a year and a half makes a difference, <laughs> you know. So, um, and I'm sure that's due to all the the, the sudden uh, surge of COVID and, and uh, other things. Uh, we've had a lot, about 93,000 people have died in the last year just of drug overdose, which is, in my opinion, completely unacceptable. Something is completely preventable, and, and yet 93,000 people died in the U.S., uh, due to drug overdose that's got to turn around so uh, but a story i just saw uh in, in the news this morning <clears throat> that is going to be near and dear to to my family's heart uh some very very sad news of um, officials with miss selma schools uh, a private school up here off of Cantor road um, announced wednesday that they will not open for the 21 22 school year the statement from the school said that the, after events from last year, they have decided to close the school rather than risk having to close it later during the school year. Miss Selma's private school is an early childhood center for kids two years old to, to fifth grade and has been open for the last 65 years. <clears throat> um, and, and this is the first time they've, they've actually had to close. Uh, the school said they are in process of issuing full refunds to all families for the upcoming year. Now, my youngest daughter started at Miss Selma's from literally as soon as they would let me put her in there. It is a great school. And I can tell you that that school, I credit for my daughter's um, really, really good um, um, learning ability and the, and the, the processes that, that they taught her on how to learn. She learned how to use uh note cards and the note cards she had she had all over the house all the way through college everywhere you went wherever she was every flat surface had these note cards on it and she learned that from miss selma's and and i mean she was an exemplary student and a straight a student and and did really well but Sadly, uh, the kids that, that were going to have the privilege of uh, attending that school this year are not going to be able to because of the surge of COVID. Um, seven years after it burned down, the site at the iconic Majestic Hotel could not see new life. An Arkansas company presented plans of an outdoor entertainment venue to the Hot Springs Board of Directors. The Majestic Hotel caught fire in 2014 and was demolished in 2016. The last five years of property has uh, sat stagnant. Potential um, Potentially could soon turn to progress as the, the city is considering a proposal from uh, Wilson Enterprises. Owner Rick Wilson laid out his plans for the Majestic Entertainment Pavilion, where about 6,000 people can come watch their favorite artists, plays, and other acts to uh, take the stage. It'd be similar to the one in Rogers and in Little Rock. Uh, sitting just off of cent- can- uh, Central Avenue, it would also have a huge impact in downtown business. But m- most of the questions from the board centered around parking, which is already an issue in downtown Hot Springs. I don't know how long it's been since you've been down there, Heidi, but it's horrific. 
it's, you know, you, you might as well park about a quarter mile away and, and walk. You might as well just park on the street. Like if you're heading to Oaklawn, you know, you might as well just park your car in the middle of the road and be like, well, I guess this is the best place. I guess this is it. Park in the turning lane. No, don't do that. Um, well, you could park at Oaklawn and then take an Uber to to uh, the area where Majestic was, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I've actually done that. I've parked downtown in an area in a parking lot and then taken an Uber to um verizon arena and 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 back smartest thing i ever did wilson said he's spoken to the uh, owners of the parking lots in the area as well as plans to have a shuttle buses in partnership with uber and lyft see there they're smart they they picked it up he also had a parking study done the board will vote on the proposal on july 6th uh those two options aren't available um yes on july 6th sorry about that um, Baptist Health announced Wednesday that they will offer free back-to-school immunization clinics in Central Arkansas. The clinics will offer all of the required immunizations that a child needs for school. The new news release said that the, uh, the clinics will also offer COVID-19 shots, of course. Uh, officials said uh, free backpacks filled with school supplies will also be given to the first 50 children who uh, receive immunizations at, the, at each location the hospital asked that parents bring their children, uh, bring their shots records, and if uh, if on Medicaid to bring proof of coverage. That um, uh, that gearing up for the for the new school year. Uh, Faulkner County leaders voted Tuesday to approve the purchase of a building that will be the site of the county's first animal shelter. Faulkner County doesn't have an animal shelter. What do they do with all the? I had no idea. What, what do they do with all the animals? <laughs> uh, goodness, though, this is about time. County leaders agreed to spend about four hundred thousand dollars on the site using the money from a volunteer tax the county set up for animal control in two thousand. I, I would hope so. Faulkner County Judge Jim Baker says the shelter will take some of the weight off of the sheriff's office that's currently handling uh, all the stray dog calls. Probably in a four-month period, they'll get a 1,000 calls, said the judge. Wow. Last year, a nine-year-old boy was attacked and killed by a pack of stray dogs in the county. That's awful. The county will take over the space in February and says it hopes to have, uh, have it up and running by August of 2022. Saline County, uh, a Saline County man is searching for the owner of a folded service flag he found in the road. According to KATV uh, content... Uh, partner uh, my Celine Axel Horn said he saw a folded United States flag laying in an in an area off Spring Hill Road on Wednesday morning. He posted a picture to his social media hoping to find the owner. Um, quote: I, I found this flag off of Spring Hill Road between the side entrance of Hurricane Lake and uh, Lake Estates and Hilltop. Unquote. Horn said I, I picked it up because it was laying on the road being run over. While he waited for the community to help to hopefully help in his quest, he drove back by the area and found the clear plastic case that uh, obviously the flag was in. Horn told uh, my Celine in a phone call that uh, the flag is in good shape and folded well, so it may have fallen off a truck while moving recently. He is determined to get the mystery solved. 
If you know anyone who, who the flag may belong to, contact Axel at 501-580-1050. 501-580-1050. That's really oh, nice. Yeah. And Alan, I think this would probably be a good time to uh, take a break, so let's do yes. that. Um, Alan Kerr is your fill-in host for Dave on the Dave Ellswick Show, as Dave is taking some much-needed time off. So we have traffic, we have weather, so let's get to that. You are listening to the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Alan Kerr coming to you from the... Uh, uh, Salem Studios of 101.1 FM, The Answer. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. Dave is out today taking care of some business, and I'm in this place uh, just just kind of pitch-hitting for him this morning. Uh, I am Alan Kerr. I'm a previous state representative, previous insurance commissioner, and um, um, husband and father, so uh, <laughs> trying to do the best I can to, to, to fill the big shoes of Dave Ellswick this morning. We've got a, uh, a really good show lined up for you today. Um, we've got uh, Jason Rapert coming on uh, at about 635, talk about the National Association of uh, Christian Legislators. He's also a candidate for lieutenant governor. And at 7 o'clock, the 7 o'clock hour, we'll have Doyle Webb. Uh, he is the previous uh, Arkansas chairman for the Republican Party. He is also running for lieutenant governor, and we will hear from him and all the great things that he plans to do. Right now, um, we are at uh, about 73 degrees. We are at the low temperature for today. It's summer. It's July, and it's going to get to be about 90 degrees today. So uh, uh, plan to dress accordingly as you're getting out, jumping in the shower, and planning your day. Um, it's July 22nd of 2021. How time flies, doesn't it? Uh, right now in the country, there are at least 80 wildfires. Heidi, did you know that? 80 wildfires burning at this point. I'd say that is, uh, uh, that's horrible. That's horrible. I mean, it's, but it's the season for it. It's mid July. Uh, it's dry in a lot of these areas in those wildfires. So our heart goes out to all of those folks out there, our first responders, uh, fighting those wildfires, hoping they'll stay safe. Life expectancy is down by a year and a half. Um, this reported this morning that um, in 2019, 78.8 years was the life expectancy on the average for the uh, a human being in the United States. And today it's at 77.3. A lot of this is due to... Um, uh, COVID, of course, and unfortunately, uh, we have a, a, a an epidemic of um, uh, drug overdose, and uh, people just not taking their prescription drugs uh, properly. So, um, be sure to read labels on those uh, on those drug bottles. Um, if you miss any of the show today, we will. Uh, uh, you can find us on Facebook at 1011 FM The Answer. Um, if you'd like to listen to the podcast version, we're at 1011FMTheAnswer.com. So if you miss any of the show, uh, if you want to go back and listen to uh, Senator Rapert's comments or um, Chairman Doyle Webb's comments, um, you can you can find those there. Uh, one of the show, one of the, uh, the, the articles this morning that, that, uh, made my heart sink was that, uh, uh, Miss Helma schools 
It's a private uh, school off of Cantrell Road up here. It's been there for 65 years. It's not going to open this year. And uh, due to the uh, to COVID, the statement from the school said that for event, after events from last year, they've decided to close the school rather than risk having to close it during the school year. Um, that, that school uh, teaches children from uh, two years old to fifth grade and has been open for the last 65 years. I'm just so sad to uh, to hear that because uh, one of my children went to Miss Selma schools and it, and it was by far um, uh, an excellent school. Um, one of the best decisions we ever made was to send my daughter there. Um, seven years after it burned down, the uh, majestic hotel uh, could 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 see new life. Arkansas Company presented uh, plans of an outdoor entertainment venue to the Hot Springs Board of Directors. Um, majestic hotel caught fire as you remember in 2014 and was demolished in 2016 and the last five years properties kind of just kind of just sat there so um, the potential could turn to progress as this uh, turn to progress as the city is considering a proposal from re wilson enterprises Um, the only thing that's holding them back heidi is is parking as we spoke about before it's that is (laughs) that is a problem um but uh, I think they've got it worked out. They're they're working uh, with different uh, businesses in different areas around um, so that they can uh, work out that parking situation. Uh, a Saline County man is searching for the owner of a folded flag he found in, found in the road, according to KATV uh, content uh, partner My Saline. Axel Horn said he saw a, a folded United States flag laying in an area off of Spring Hill Road on Wednesday morning. So if, if you're missing a folded flag chances are that that flag is is uh most likely from a uh deceased veteran um that's that's where those flags come from um please uh contact axel he said he found the flag off spring hill road between the side entrance of hurricane lake estates and hilltop um horn said he picked up and because it was laying on the road being run over um while he waited for the community to hopefully uh, help in his quest, he drove back to the area and found the clear plastic case that was on the on the flag. Um, Horn told uh, Mycelene in a phone call that the flag is in good shape and folded well, so it may have fallen off a truck while moving recently. Uh, he's determined to get this mystery solved. If you know anything about this, call Axel at 501-580-1050-1050. And... Um, he will happily return the flag to you. Faith-based communities in Arkansas are reconsidering their guidelines uh, on, on COVID-19 case searches, and uh, one church in Little Rock is now requiring members to wear masks during services. Pulaski Heights Methodist Church uh, Director um, of Communications, Michael McMurray, said that the church's overall goal is to keep its members and communities safe with its new guidelines. The policy took effect Sunday. According to McMurray, um, visitors and members have to wear masks for in-person services at all times, whether they are fully vaccinated or not. He also said his services are limited to 80 people and that uh, that, that peop- those people must register online in order to attend in-person services. 
All right, Alan, we are just about to go to yes, a ma'am. break. So let's do that. Alan Kerr is filling in for Dave Ellswick as Dave is has he has the day off today. We'll be right back with State Senator Jason Rapert on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good morning. This is Alan Kerr filling in for Dave Ellswick on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're about 73 degrees and heading for a high of 90. Uh, we're about 6.35 a.m. And on the live line, we have uh, State Senator Jason Rapert, uh, the originator and um, um, brainchild of, uh, of the National Association of Christian Legislators. Uh, good morning, Senator. Hey, good morning, Alan. Thank you for having me. Uh, just wanted to uh, hear your, your take on uh, this awesome uh, association that you've put together and uh, uh, the things that you're doing in the, uh, for the future of the country, uh, the future of, of uh, legislation, and uh, want to hear about your, your campaign. Very well. Well, I appreciate you having me on. And so, you know, here in Arkansas, and obviously you served in the legislature, Alan, and we've we've had what I would say a positive turn over the last 10 years. We have seen more and more people uh, finally surrender to public service, and many of them have been influential in passing legislation like the pro-life laws that we have passed, uh, which has now led to Arkansas being named the number one pro-life state in the nation, which we're very proud of, and you were part of, Alan, as well. We have seen that happen, which has positively impacted our state. And we have seen other things. We have seen legislation that would seem to return us and more honor the Judeo-Christian foundation of the country. But in the nation on a whole... I don't think that can often be said, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> See, true. We, yeah. And so we have seen decisions being made in this country undermining marriage between one man and one woman. Uh, we have seen, even in Arkansas this week, from the federal level, a federal judge make a decision to strike down SB6, which is currently had been the most restrictive abortion ban in the entire nation. And this is a decision that will continue to cause babies to be killed at the Little Rock Abortion Clinic. And so what you see happening here is a great divide amongst the states, which are all of us in the 50 states, and the bureaucrats and the elites in D.C. that are making decisions that run counter to, frankly, many of our own personal morality, uh, run counter to uh, religious morality, and run counter to common sense in many cases. And so over the last few years, I began to ask people as I was traveling in the legislative circles around the country, began to ask them, why do we not have a association of Christian lawmakers? The reason I ask that is because people meet together and form associations for any number of reasons. As you know, having served at the Capitol, Gosh, there are associations for propane and associations for catfish. We wondered, why is there not an association for Christian lawmakers? And so the answer to that question was that there never had been one formed. And so about three years ago, I began to cast the vision and ask people about uh, participating in that. And now we have a national board of advisors that includes uh, former Governor Mike Huckabee of Arkansas, Tony Perkins Family Research Council, 
Congressman McEwen of Ohio that served in the Reagan administration. Uh, And we have some faith people. We have Dr. Billy Brim of Prayer Mountain up in Branson, Missouri. We have Andrew Womack in Colorado. Uh, We have business people that are Christian leaders like Rod Martin down in Florida, etc. And so we began to form the organization. And in August of last year, we launched the entity in Florida at a at our meeting there, and we had 23 state chairs that were installed. And these are elected officials that are state representatives, they're state senators uh, in their different states. But this organization is unique in that it incorporates local, state, and federal uh, elected officials into the organization. And so we've got city council members. We've got school board members in Texas, and we had uh, we even had a county clerk from Arkansas at our recent meeting. And so the the entity stood up with 23 state state chairs, and the mission of the organization is to address these really critical and oftentimes contentious issues that are going on in our country from a biblical worldview. And why would we do that? Well, number one, our founding fathers said, Alan that our nation, when they issued the Declaration of Independence, they hinged every single civil right, those natural rights, upon God having given those rights to mankind. They said in the very first section of the Declaration of Independence, and as you know, they they chose those words so carefully. They said, look, we are endowed by our Creator, with certain unalienable rights of which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so when you look through the whole document, they mention God four times. They mention him as our creator. They mention him as the supreme judge of the world. They mention him as nature's God. And they mention him finally as divine providence. And so we stood the organization up, Alan, and as you know, literally just a few days ago, we held our first 2021 National Policy Conference, stood up all the committees of the Legislative Council. There are now seven standing committees, and we added three more state chairs to now be at 26 state chairs all around the country. Uh, We have members, donors, and supporters from 49 states, and people can go today to ChristianLawmakers.com, that's with an S, and they can go on that website, read a little bit about the organization, and become a member. And so I know that I've given you quite a bit. You wanted an overview, but I'd be happy to talk about some uh, different uh, aspects of the organization and why it's important. Well, thank you, Senator. Yes, I and I am proud to say I am a member, um, a a a uh, fee-paying member of that organization and as a as a previous legislator it's it's not just people currently in office you've opened this up to those who have uh, previously served which you know that you you bring that that experience into the fold as well so uh, we're all in this together now one of the things that that really um intrigued me was the fact that it's not just just christians it's um uh it's the jewish community uh came together as well and uh yeah tell us about uh how what a phenomenal uh situation that is 
Well, it, it is. And, you know, the organization in our founding documents of the National Association of Christian Lawmakers clearly states that we are here to resurrect and defend, if you will, the Judeo-Christian foundation of the country, uh, which, of course, speaks of the Jewish people and the Christian people. And, of course, our faiths uniquely share some of the same scripture, the Old Testament, the Torah of the Jewish people. And then, of course, the New Testament added for the Christians uh, that represents the Christian faith and obviously Jesus and the recognition of Jesus as the Messiah. But the foundation even of the new you can't have a new testament without the old testament (laughs) yeah it builds on each other and so here in arkansas we have a jewish community which i have enjoyed um working with over the last few years on any number of pieces of legislation that we've passed and so it was very important to us to not only support that judeo-christian tradition but also to support Israel, which is an important trading partner partner for the state of Arkansas. Many people don't know that in 2020, uh, $36 million of goods uh, was exported to Israel from Arkansas, and $30 million of goods uh, was imported from Israel. Wow. It's important to our economy. People, A lot of people don't know, Alan, that in Camden, Arkansas, you and I have discussed this, in Camden, Arkansas, Uh, We have Arkansas people that are making the guidance systems as well as the missiles that are utilized in the the, uh, Iron Dome system that protects the Israeli people from the constant attacks of Palestinian rockets that are thrown into their nation indiscriminately at innocent people. And so there is a lot of connection here that people don't know. So we formed the America-Israel Committee, which, interestingly enough, is the seventh committee, uh, which is an important number for people that study numerology and and biblical tradition. And so we formed the America-Israel Committee and appointed Rabbi Leonid Feldman of Palm Beach, Florida, and that's where his synagogue is. Yeah. And Leonid was imprisoned in the Soviet Union in his youth, and it was related to his faith as a Jewish person. And Leonid has been appointed as an ex-officio <laughs> member. We're going to be building out more members because we want to ensure that people know that it is important. And the Bible does say in, in the Old Testament, those who bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. And so what I've just articulated, though it may be new to some people's ears, it's actually a basis for the, the United States and our support of Israel. We were the first nation to recognize their independence in 1948. Harry S. Truman, a Democrat, made that decision. Very important to hear that. Yeah. The Democrat Party is sure changed today. But Harry S. Truman was very quick to step out. And so we did form that, and we're going to continue to work with them going forward. And for the country, what's important, and you and I both are Republicans, yes, but sir. we know that we're at a point where when we see critical issues come into play that need great courage and great intestinal fortitude, if you will, it's often a Christian that will step up, regardless of the opposition, to speak the truth and sometimes be beat down time and time again until they find that message finally comes through. And we need more Christians 
serving in office at every single elected office across this country. There are 7,383 state legislators in America. There are 535 in Congress and the U.S. Senate in Washington, D.C., but there are over 39,000 county elected officials wow. across this country. If we could only get them all that. rowing in the same direction. Which, That's exactly right. Well, Senator, I think we, uh, we need to take a little quick break right here. We'll come right back and uh, finish up. Uh, this time goes really fast. But uh, if you've missed any of the show today, you can go at 1011FM, the answer uh, Facebook uh, page, or you can go at 1011FMTheAnswer.com for the podcast. We'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Alan Kerr filling in for Dave Ellswick on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, again, this morning, if you, uh, if you missed any of the show, you can catch us uh, on the Facebook at 1011FM, the answer or uh, 1011fmtheanswer.com for our podcast. We're on the line with uh, Senator Jason Rapert, and uh, I believe he's got some breaking news for us this morning. Yes, good morning, Alan. It's good to be on here with you. Sorry I'm on a cell phone this morning. Yeah. Uh, but uh, It's been good to talk with you about the creation of the NACL. And one thing that we've talked about that you heard mentioned at the national conference in Dallas that we just concluded <laughs> is that the NACL has got a great opportunity. And so I wanted to announce for the first time on 101.1 FM, the answer that on August the 2nd, um, we are going to be starting a new program that will be airing 7 to 8 p.m. Central right there on 101.1 FM, the answer, and is going to be carrying a new program, Save the Nation, with Jason Rapert, sponsored by the National Association of Christian Lawmakers, and we're very much looking forward to it. As you now know, we have Christian lawmakers all over the country that are involved in the NACL. And so every single day from 7 to 8 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday, we will be talking about the major policy issues that we're facing in this country right now, whether it's critical race theory, uh, whether it is these transgender issues, whether it is life, whether it is security, whatever the issue but we will be bringing in a biblical worldview about what this means for the Christian in America, who is, you know, is often concerned about the future of the country. And the other thing that we will be doing is we will be profiling Christian lawmakers that serve in offices all around the country. In fact, you, you've now met Alan, uh, Representative Victoria Strong from the state of Vermont. <laughs> yeah. The state of Vermont is, has the lowest percentage of church attenders than any other state in the entire country. Well, lowest percentage. I, I think yeah. she's the only. She's the last Christian lawmaker in the entire state. But you know, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it does. But you know, she was stating it's the lowest uh, church attendance in the entire country, but it also is the lowest pro-life record. They're fiftieth in the nation, whereas Arkansas is number one. Vermont is fiftieth, and this is important for people to understand. People that do not have an understanding of the God-given rights in the country, they don't have a value or a principled system in their own selves to stand up for life. We, we, we often hear God is the giver of life. And so Arkansas, we protect life. We're the number one in the, in the country. And in Vermont, the last, and you're right, Alan, she said if one of the first times that we met her, she was the only born-again Christian in the entire Vermont legislature when she started. 
but now she has been able to mentor and has another person that there is a believer. And people here, it's just unusual to hear that. So we're going to have Victoria Strong on the program. We'll be asking our National Board of Advisors to be on that program. You'll hear from Bob McEwen, who's going to come on on a regular basis. Many people in the community from a faith perspective know Dr. Billy Brim. She's going to be coming on from a regular perspective. And then we're going to talk to the state chairs. So we'll have Representative Tom Oliverson of Texas. We'll have uh, Senator Dennis Baxley of Florida. We'll have our own Representative Mary Bentley and yourself at times to come on and talk about your experiences as a legislator and a lawmaker, and also your witness as a Christian, and why this is important for us to be involved. It says in the Word of God, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Any country, any nation, any kingdom that turns their back upon God has always come to a horrible end for their particular group of people. And we don't want that to happen in America. We don't want us to be like Daniel chapter 3 when King Nebuchadnezzar said, I want all of you to come and bow down to this false god that he had built 90 foot tall. And you finally had three people left that said, no, we're not going to do this. That was the famous Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we don't want America to get to that point. We're dealing with a pandemic. We're dealing with federal judges that keep striking down laws to protect babies, while at the same time, they want to continue killing babies through abortion. They have federal judiciary in Arkansas yesterday took a step that says it's okay to have an eight-year-old boy and some liberal zealot in a white coat that wants to turn that boy into a girl, that it's okay to chemically castrate that little boy. And ch- I mean, what are these people thinking? They're have, crazy. Yeah, it's, and, it's and, ridiculous. And so we have to take a stand, Alan, and the yeah. NACL is a part of that. Right. Well, if we're not careful, we're, we're heading down the wrong path, Senator, and I couldn't agree more. Um, the, uh, uh, the direction of the country it needs to be, uh, we need to halt the direction we're going and um and and look at what we're doing um now uh, on these panels you're going to have rabbi feldman on there too is uh, i'm assuming correct yeah Uh, i love that guy (laughs) yeah he is he's and what a great story you know i can't recall the the full title of his of his uh, speech that he gave but uh, the first part was from marx to moses yeah, and he des- he describes what he began to deal with in uh, his youth in the former Soviet Union. And of course, he immigrated to Israel in the return, which uh, anyone in the world okay. that has Jewish lineage can return to Israel. And so he's gone back to Israel, and he's now living in America. Uh, yeah. and he talks about this this evolution in his own life. And we got so about, we're very proud to have him be a part of it. Yes, sir. We've got about 30 seconds. Do you any last words for us? Go to ChristianMakers, ChristianLawmakers.com. And then also, we'd love for people, if they want to follow what we're doing, go to JasonRaper.com to find out about our lieutenant governor's campaign. Sounds great, sir. Thank you for being on the show this morning. This is Alan Kerr filling in for Dave Ellswick on the Dave Ellswick Show at 101.1 The Answer.
So this is uh, Alan Kerr filling in on the Dave Ellswick show for Dave Ellswick. Dave has uh, uh, got the day off today and and got some things to do. So I was drafted uh, the other day to to come in and and uh, fill in for him. But it's lucky for me because I get to hear be here with uh, uh, former um, party chairman Doyle, Doyle Webb and uh, uh, talk with him this morning and find out what's going on. Uh, in the party and uh, Doyle Webb is now running for lieutenant governor uh, hope you've heard and um, uh, we're going to hear about uh, everything that's going on in his world um, if you uh, if you miss anything about the, the 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 show today you can always go to our uh, our Facebook page at 1011 FM the answer or uh, uh, 1011 FM the answer dot com podcast so, uh, good morning, Doyle. How are you doing? Hey, Alan. It's great to, great to see you this morning. I, I hate to hear the fact that our life expectancy has gone down a year now. Yeah, but, uh, well, maybe maybe we can get that back. At the age, yeah, maybe we have to work real hard at it. But maybe <laughs> at our age, it makes a difference. You know, I, <laughs> we still got a few good years. Well, we do. Us, okay? We do. You know, so, one or two. Uh, that's right. That's right. And also glad to hear about Hot Springs and uh, right. that. Are, you know, that's where I met personally ronald reagan was really? at that hotel he came to arkansas for a fundraiser and uh at the majestic at the majestic at the majestic nice and uh it, it was the hotel yeah at one time back then yeah back then yeah and uh i always had fond memories of that because anytime you meet one of those people in person mm-hmm. oh it's just an oh, it's, aura it's an ex- it's it's life-changing an experience, experience yeah. right. I, I even got to speak with him for about 45 minutes because i was a delegate that wow. year and uh he uh, being the inquisitive law student i even got through asking asking him questions i said do you have a phone number where i can call you back in case i have more questions and he gave me his phone number well, of course he did. You know, of course was, I didn't call him back. He's a great you know. communicator. <laughs> he right. had to. He gave you something to communicate with. But that was a great honor to yeah. do that. So awesome! That is that is really cool. Right. Well, you know, I'm in this lieutenant governor's race, and uh, yeah, I heard. But uh, but uh, but I want to <laughs> I want to go back and talk a little bit about being party chairman. Right. And uh, people, you know, no little boy in Arkansas sleeps in bed at night and dreams of being the Republican Party chairman. I okay. would hope not. They, <laughs> but, you know, in, in 2008, I was practicing law, and, and we, we owned a flower shop. I was hands-on yeah. in a flower shop. You know that, because I think mm-hmm. we, yeah, may, we have, may have worked with you on some insurance. Yeah, we carried the insurance to. on. There yeah. you go. Uh, and I just, when, when Obama was elected and then the policies that came out of his White House, mm-hmm. you could just see, I was called to run for right. uh chairman of the party and i was elected in december of 08 and we fought and we fought and we fought those policies and and i'm proud of where the party is today i i am proud that we have changed arkansas mm-hmm. i'm proud that we have super majorities in the house and the senate i'm proud of uh 
uh, our constitutional officers and our federal officials. I think that we have got Arkansas in the position to be a leader in the nation. And I was proud in the last session when that that those majorities came together. They gelled as a real conservative body that's going to change Arkansas for the good. Okay, that that's important. That's what you and I have worked on for years. And you know, you and I both proposed things in the legislature Mm -hmm. that were great proposals, but because there it was controlled by the Democrats, we were a little bit outnumbered. Oh, and we had you had to change the faces, you had to change the environment at the Capitol before we could ever bring a conservative government right. to the to the Capitol. And I think that's where we are today. Yeah. That's where we are. And, and and you're right. We we had to we had to change that. I, I'm my first session in, in the in the legislature, I was vastly outnumbered. I think there might have been twenty of us, uh twenty Republicans there. And uh but um you know we showed them it could be done and and that that republicans could be elected in arkansas and i think you came on as chairman about my second uh, uh my second term and from that point on it, it pretty much took off you know we worked real hard to try to try to um, recruit candidates recruit conservatives and um um convince them to put their lives on hold right. and run for office and, and and it was not an easy thing yeah i mean i'm sure there were people who lost business who uh, lost friends because oh, yeah. they were yeah. but we we were smart we 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 targeted and we recruited we knew there were areas we couldn't win in right and we knew there were areas we could and we raised the funds to, right. to help do it you know uh you mentioned that i when i was in the senate uh, there were seven republicans out of 35 but i think a miraculous thing occurred and i, and I will always tell people I, I saw a miracle occur at the state capitol in 1997 when we passed the first ban on partial birth abortion yeah it it passed in the house but always stopped in the senate and i don't know how we could have done it without a miraculous involvement of the holy spirit you right know, uh, i'll always remember people were lining the halls praying and the president pro tem at the time was uh, senator later governor mike bb yeah and he, he said lock the doors close the doors we're afraid that people will will storm the senate oh my god well, lord praying people are not going to storm <laughs> the senate it's not but, the praying people you have to worry about <laughs> that's right so I, I, we, we were blessed and we passed that now the courts later struck it down right but, but miraculous things can happen and uh well, it takes time, you know. Rome wasn't built in a day, and and uh, um, but boy, it sure burns down fast, doesn't it? That's right. <laughs> well, and and you say that that's that's the reason I feel called uh, into this lieutenant governor's race. Right. You know, uh, Jason is a friend of mine, and I hope will always be a friend of mine. And Greg Bledsoe and Joseph Wood. Right. Uh, I'm not running against anyone. I'm running for a position, and we work too hard to build it right. up to tear it down but i feel called to be that liaison between uh the legislature and the executive branch you know a, a lieutenant governor is a an odd duck uh, it's, in this state they are <laughs> you know it's an odd duck it, it's it's part of the executive branch like the vice president 
but sitting in a legislative body. Right. And to me, there's a need for unity. There's a need to be strongly conservative. You know, we have uh, the critical race theory knocking at our door. We have uh, uh, issues from the federal government that are knocking at our door. Mm-hmm. That we, we have the troops now in the legislature. If we have the umph, if you will, the umph yeah. to continue to battle those things. And, uh, you know, I, I I think I could be the good arbiter mm-hmm. in that area and be the good spokesman for conservative. As you know, I worked for the lieutenant governor many years right. ago. Right. And uh, I think I've been, uh, well, I know I have been in that office on day one when, when things happened that uh, we hope never happen. Right. You know, yeah. so... Uh, but uh, what years were you in the legislature, Alan? Um, I was uh, – the first year I served was um, 06. Okay. And uh, I think – let me think back. Oh, those were rough years. Those were rough years. <laughs> rough years. I spent two years in, in, in the county uh, – as county JP. And, um, um, yeah, I, I think uh, – uh, now that I think about it, I think it was, I, was, I was in there in 08. Yeah. Yeah, you were yeah. you oh, were right. then when I was yeah. elected in yeah. December of '08. Right, I was so. I was a JP in uh, my first two years. So uh, in '08, I was I was a uh, state representative, okay. and uh, yeah, okay. served six terms. Okay. Well, the other thing I I would like to say and say it on the air where it's recorded uh, is I have no intention of ever running for another office. I'm I'm running for lieutenant governor. And lieutenant governor is it. I'm not running eventually for secretary of state. I'm not running for governor. I'm not running for United States Senate. I'm not using this office to run for another office. You know, I think I think uh, there are times that I know that people have done that and there's nothing wrong with that. But times are too critical now. I think a lieutenant governor and let me say this. I will be a full time lieutenant governor. Just like I've been a full-time state party chairman, the times demand right. that we be focused and keep our eye on the ball and fight the socialism that's coming in. Give it your full attention. Yep. Well, this looks like a good spot for uh, for us to take a break, Duel, and uh, we'll be back and uh, get further, deeper, uh, further and deeper into your your campaign and and those things that you tend to do for Arkansas. This is Alan Kerr filling in for Dave Ellswick. We'll be back right after these messages. Good morning. This is Alan Kerr filling in for Dave Ellswick on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, we're having a bright, sunny morning here in Little Rock. In front of me, I have Doyle Webb, uh, previous uh, chairman of the Republican Party of Arkansas. And uh, we're talking about his uh, uh, his lieutenant governor campaign and uh, all the things that he hopes to do for Arkansas. Good morning, Doyle. Good morning, Alan. It's a pleasure to be with you. I, between you and the sun, I'm just getting an aura from that side of the table. <laughs> I can hear my wife's eyes roll right now. <laughs> that's that's what we're here she's for. Going, she's going, don't do that. That's that's all. Oh, that, don't feed that. Don't feed that ego. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, and you, you, you allude to this, but I was chairman for 12 years. And yeah. when I, uh, people say, well, why aren't you chairman now? Well, I was term limited, yeah. and and once again, I think twelve years is a long time. It's time to to let someone else uh, wrangle with that bull for a while. But yeah, uh, that's yeah. almost a teenager. 
That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, I was the longest serving state chairman in the nation when I were you really? Yes. Wow. The average term of a state chairman is eighteen months. Yeah, eighteen months. And of course, I became general counsel of the Republican National Committee, which is an officer position. That position was uh, appointed by Ron, uh, uh, Ronna McDaniel, uh-huh. uh, but had to be approved by the White House. So I know that uh, wow. President Trump actually saw the, the name Doyle Webb as yeah. he crossed his desk because you didn't want the chief lawyer of the Republican National Committee not being someone you know or someone right. that's stable right. in what they do. Well, this so is a I man a who knows a lot of lawyers. That's right. <laughs> you know, I had, I had a lot of – Arkansas became the reddest state in the union. I, yeah. Idaho, Idaho always claimed that it was as red as Arkansas. I said, but you There's don't no have way. as many congressmen. Yeah. Okay? So we're redder. Yeah, okay? we have to be redder. We're redder. Yeah. And, uh, well, they got three? I think they've got three, maybe yeah. just two. Yeah. You know, Idaho's uh, – kind of a, a small state it'll probably i think montana is picking up a congressman this time and uh but we the redder the better yeah uh, the redder the we, better the redder the better we <laughs> like it that's right well goodness gracious yeah i mean it, it's uh, arkansas has come a long long ways um you know you and i started out um in 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 uh me and the legislature and you as chairman uh when it was um um pretty blue turning pale blue purple and then uh uh with your help i mean uh the the folks you recruited and and the money you raised for the party um helped turn that around and you know what let's not let's not uh, forget the the fact that you you built the nicest party headquarters well thank you uh that i've seen in any state thank i you. mean we've we've got something really to be proud of um in that party headquarters you you, you doubled or tripled the size of it uh took over the lot next door <laughs> and uh you know today it's it's you you'd think uh well you know how are you going to use all that space we use all that space we're using it matter of fact we had to put in a closed circuit tv yeah so that if we had a meeting in hammersmith hall right and it overflowed we had a space for it you know i've been told uh by many who visit us that it's as nice or nicer than the republican national committee headquarters and i'm surprised and i know we have bigger space in it and the, the other thing alan and you know this is important uh we did it with uh balanced budgets we did it with clean audits and we paid for it when we built it we yeah. didn't have a debt and right. so uh my goal was always you treat it kind of like a church does you pay as you go there you go yeah it is to is to have it as a hub for republicans it's a home right. uh, what, how can you be a party how can you work together how can you argue together how can you uh do all of those resolve things you, things. resolve yeah. if you don't have a home right. to go to and uh so i'm i'm proudest of that we also uh left a, a little bit of an endowment mm-hmm. for it so that uh as people uh, as we might need a new air conditioner or something like mm-hmm. that in the future we already have some funds set aside well we've come that. a long ways from when lieutenant governor rockefeller had to to pay the debt off on the original building i remember when he took over uh he wanted to change the locks on yeah. the building 
and we didn't have enough money to call a locksmith, and he pulled a $100 bill out of his pocket and said, call a locksmith. Let's yeah. change For God's lock. sakes, call a locksmith. <laughs> That's pretty bad. It's pretty but, bad. you know, uh, the thing that he said is that he was not an ATM for the party. Yeah. He, it, and it was, it was difficult for him to call and raise money because he had money when you have money yeah but boy i saw him uh buckle down and do what was necessary yeah uh to get that done and you know just think that was uh 2002 mm-hmm. 2001 uh we can't go back and 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 our party cannot become what we replaced okay right. it's easy to pick up those bad habits of, it really of is the democrats yeah and we've we've got to follow through on less regulation we've got to follow through on lowering taxes mm-hmm. we, we've got to give people more liberty we're patriots we've got to give people more liberty by reducing uh the requirements of federal government and then fighting the overreach from the federal government as well well, my biggest concern is is the overtax of the federal government that we're probably looking at in the next couple of years. It, and it's scary. Tax it, it is control. Tax is control. It really is. Yeah. And uh, our founding fathers did not intend our federal government to become the beast yeah. that it has become. Speaking about becoming an ATM for somebody. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. And we're blessed here. We have a good quality of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to work uh, I would like to see more people moved up in the scale, but that's not the role of government. That's the the role of government should be to open up the the the, the opportunities, yeah, just to out. give the opportunity. That's right. right. That's create right. a create an atmosphere where you don't have any uh, any stumbling blocks or or um, any you know just remove the resistance so that people can do their best. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you've you've got it down. You were a great state rep. I well, know. I know it was difficult. Uh, you and oh, I man. both having been elected in the second district. Yeah. Uh, at one time, I was when I was a JP, I was the only Republican in the second congressional district back in 1988. Okay? Wow. And uh, it was more difficult was a, down uh, here. We had to we had to dance. You didn't need a very big room for that meeting. The caucuses were very easy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I appreciate your work. Pulaski County is a difficult uh, frontier. It is. And uh, I appreciate everyone that has served here and continues to serve here and carry the flag here. Right. Well, I'm not done forever. You're not done forever. Right. Um, Right. We're we're continuing to to carry that flag and to uh, to go forward. Um, You know, there's who knows what the what the future holds for uh, for me in in the political arena. Uh, But um, you uh obviously have made a decision to run for lieutenant governor and um what caused you to do that what what caused you you to, know once to, again I, I it's like when i was i felt called to be party chair i felt called to do this i felt like i needed to offer myself offer my abilities mm-hmm. what i had done uh, uh that i had worked for the lieutenant governor i'd been there on day one situations i can work with the governor i can work with the legislature i'm not running for another office i'm focused on this and i think our party demands it and those who would want to be involved with me they can right. go to web 
for arkansas.com and uh sign up and, and volunteer web for arkansas.com so i felt called i just don't do things you have to feel if you will spiritually called right into it uh and we'll see how that works out okay, okay? Okay. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, you're going to be with us here for the next half hour? If I need to be, I'll be glad to. Why don't you stick around if I'll you do don't it. mind? I'll, I'll be glad to. We're going to go ahead and take a break with uh, some news, weather, and traffic. Uh, this is Alan Kerr um, filling in for Dave Ellswick. Uh, Dave has got the day off. Uh, if you're looking to uh, to hear anything about the uh, the show today, 1011FMTheAnswer uh, on our Facebook page or 1011FMTheAnswer.com for a podcast. We'll be right back after some news and weather. Good morning. This is Alan Kerr filling in for Dave Ellswick on the Dave Ellswick Show on this bright, uh, sunny Thursday morning. Uh, the sun is shining in on Doyle Webb's face as I speak. He's, he's kind of shiny. He may, may have to, I may have to put some sunglasses on because it's, you know, we're both kind of going bald. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, he is here this morning with, uh, with me talking about, uh, his, his, uh, experience as, um, uh, Republican party chairman for the last 12 years and, uh, his, his new venture of, of running for Lieutenant governor morning Doyle. Hey, good morning, Alan. It, it, this is just like two guys talking about history. Right that's right. There, Two guys know? over breakfast that's right. talking about history. And where is the breakfast? And where I, is I don't the coffee? know. I'm yeah. hitting Chick-fil-A when I'm done here. So, <laughs> How long were you on the quorum court? I was just play? there for two years. Two I was years. just there for two years. It, you know, um, and, and it was a very hectic two years. When I started on the quorum court, they were 10 million in the red. Uh, mm-hmm. Two years later, when I left, they were 20 million in the black. And, and that was because they were, had the wisdom of appointing me um uh, budget chairman uh, for go. the county and uh i'm big on spreadsheets so i i put all those big huge books that they they put in stack in front of you yeah. and i made them i made them do me a an excel spreadsheet you know and i figured out real fast where the money was going that's it's kind of remarkable that you know when i was on the quorum court in saline county and I was the only Republican. I became budget chairman. Did you? I, I guess they put the money people or the the conservatives, right. and we actually lowered the millage when I was chairman. Very I said, good. "Why are we at the max?" And uh, so we had a we had a good time. I remember my first day. I had many of my brethren mm-hmm. Democrats tell me, "Doyle, we will never vote for anything you propose." because you're a republican yeah okay yeah well my first ordinance was uh that every meeting would begin with a prayer uh-huh. followed by the pledge of allegiance well they just couldn't vote against that so i broke yeah. the ice mm-hmm. right there and yeah. uh, now they argued against the pledge of allegiance they argued we're not a bunch of school kids but right. uh <clears throat> both of them passed and they still do the the prayer very the nice. invocation and very nice after after that the other blessing uh that you you may not well you didn't have i guess uh web web mm-hmm. they would vote alphabetically mm-hmm. so i was always the always last, last. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it didn't matter if it passed i was still going to cast my no vote right uh a lot of people would just go along to get along and vote with the majority but you don't you don't show there's a difference if you're always going along to get along. Right. And you know this. Yeah. In the House, in the Senate, uh, many a time, we by the time we would vote, it was already decided. Yeah. 
Yeah, I or mean, you knew it, how it was going yeah, to be decided. A lot of a lot of legislation is done at night at, at dinner. Yeah, um, you know, when when everybody's relaxed, then you can actually think about. And things. And you're making but, that argument, and yeah. you know, it's just like for me going in to see the judge ahead of time, and you know how the judge is going to rule, right? But you're going to get out there and do your best. Oh yeah, to try and uh, change the his mind, right? Kind of, exactly, or her mind. Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of funny that that uh, that spreadsheet I was talking about. I mean, up until then, they all they looked at was expenditures. They never looked at at incoming. Hmm. And uh, if you're going to do a business, you have to look at at Makes pro- sense, profit and loss, <laughs> and you know, income and expenses. So uh, I I had them build a report, a specific report, a spreadsheet uh, type thing, and and they still call that the Curd Report today. Oh. Yeah, so now that I've mentioned that, they probably will pass an ordinance next week to change the name of it. But you know, well, that's an honor. It is know? an honor. That's right. But that that makes sense. You know, where's the money coming? Is it dependable income? Yeah. And back when you and I were on it, uh, the counties could not borrow money. They had to, whatever your carryover was from the previous year. You really had to make it to the next October. Right. So when the majority of the property tax money would come in well uh now uh, i think they can get some interim financing to to help make that but it was much more challenging back when you had to have enough surplus right uh, which i liked i mean it it makes government accountable if you lower if you lower uh, taxes if you lower the income side Mm -hmm. you're going to control the expense side oh yeah yeah you know? just simply by default that's right yeah that's right and you're going to have to make hard choices mm-hmm. uh and so that's the reason i believe uh it, anytime we can lower taxes it, it 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 forces the hard choices because we as humans don't like to make hard choices right unless we're forced <clears throat> to make well, it let me ask you this i mean this is this is probably something you will be working on if you're lieutenant governor you're going to preside over the senate and um what do you think about uh, doing away with the state income tax uh, in Arkansas? I, I I believe that we have to do it responsibly, mm-hmm. but we've got to do it. We've got too much competition around us and people looking at the value of their retirement dollars mm-hmm. and other dollars. So we've got to do it. I, I think, uh, and, and I'm not the individual that will come up with the master plan but i I think an easy way to look at it is look at growth what is your growth in revenue Mm -hmm. what how much is revenue growing and why shouldn't we be reducing income taxes commensurate to that okay that's before you ever get into the meat of the of the of the budget okay right if you're using growth uh but i believe you've got to do it and i think uh it, it, it will be incremental i don't know that we can shock the system no no okay you, you can't do it cold turkey no question about it right but um i mean we can do things uh put a plan together over time and in, in, in my mind um uh if we we pass something to reduce uh taxes you you put up um a date on it in other words a, a future date that it's going to be done in increments and you know this over time yeah and and honestly and people worry about well where's the money going to come from um when you've got something like that in place it's going to draw interest it's going to draw 
uh, more business is going to draw more revenue. I agree. Uh, you know, if if whatever tax it is, if if you reduce the capital gains tax, it will generate more revenue right. than the higher capital gains tax. That's correct. Because money goes to moving right. and, and activity creates tax dollars. I, I was having this visit last night with someone. I said, you know, taxes are so high now that there's uh, a sizable black market out there, a, a cash market, okay? Right. And and you, it's hard to blame people when they think that they are very being fairly uh, unfairly taxed. Right. Uh, so I think the more we can reduce the tax, I think that people would be more apt to pay the tax and right. you would get more income. Uh, you know, the uh, I, 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 I shouldn't talk about a story that I didn't research, but you know, there was originally no federal income tax. Originally, there was no federal income. I think right. it's the 16th Amendment that allowed, and I'm not sure, but bear with me okay right. that allowed an income tax and i think originally someone talked about well um we're going to have to limit it at 10 percent 10 percent okay and someone else argued saying oh it will never reach 10 percent we don't need to put that number on there right well watch out when when government has a what a bucket right to go get more money it will Take that bucket and go fill it up somehow. Right. right. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it's amazing. They always talk about taxing the rich and uh, um, that which will which will leave the, the middle income and the lower income alone, but it never really does. Yep. You it know, never really and, does. And, and you may recall this. Uh, you stop me if I need to, but, no. you know, we're, we're heavy on sales taxes mm-hmm. in Arkansas because – there, there was litigation. There, well, there was a, um, I guess it was a law or a constitutional amendment passed back in the 20s and 30s that limited the legislature from raising taxes. They had to get a 75% vote, 75%. Right. That was taken to the Arkansas Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled, ruled, R-U-L-E-D, mm-hmm. <laughs> ruled that that did not include sales taxes because there were no sales taxes in Arkansas at the time. So how could that apply to sales taxes? Right. So thereafter, the legislature heavily relied on a majority vote to pass sales. Well, that's no way to develop policy. Right. Okay? So uh, I'm glad to see them moving to get rid of the uh, used car tax. Right. Uh, Which, uh, in my opinion, that is that is the the worst tax ever. <laughs> How many times are you gonna pay tax on a car? You know right. what I mean. It's kind of like a dentist going in and pulling your tooth twice. Right. Okay. Yeah. You, you just can't do it, and uh, and it hurts those that don't need to hurt. Right. Okay. Uh, and and I, I say that I mean it hurts college students. It hurts everybody that's out trying to buy a good used car. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, no, I, I, I'm with you on the income tax. We've got to be competitive. We need to look at all of that. I appreciate the work of the governor and the legislature mm-hmm. in the past as how they have incrementally done it. I appreciate the fact that they removed, I think it was 600,000 Arkansans from income tax, the lowest bracket, right. which I think uh, is tremendous, mm-hmm. uh, and then kind of went up the scale. So th- 
the legislature is headed in the right direction. We just need to be as intentional as possible to increase that percentage as quickly as right. possible. Right. Okay. Well, that sounds like a good place to uh, take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back for our last segment Very and uh, finish up and and uh, uh, finish up our discussion with Doyle Webb, uh, previous chairman of the Republican Party and candidate for lieutenant governor. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, Alan Kerr. Filling in for Dave Ellswick. Um, come back and uh, after these messages, and we'll finish up with Doyle. Good morning. This is Alan Kerr filling in for Dave Ellswick on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're having a great morning this morning. It's already 75 degrees at uh, at 7.50 a.m., uh, if you're you're not on your way to work, you're probably going to be late by this time. If you're if you're supposed to be there at eight o'clock, but um, um, we're having a, a great conversation here with Doyle Webb. Doyle Webb is a candidate for lieutenant governor and also the the previous uh, chairman for the Republican Party for the state of Arkansas, who's done a fantastic job. I mean, he was he was the uh, there uh, as chairman and uh, turned Arkansas from blue to red. In the last 12 years uh, on his watch. Now, I mean, you can't have um, a better legacy than that. Uh, he he yeah. built a, a, a great party headquarters. He built a great party in Arkansas. And now he's looking for a lieutenant governor seat to continue on his public service. And I, and I agree with I, I appreciate your compliments there. I, you know, it is a legacy. It is a um, it's something that I wanted to do. You know, Barbara and I don't have kids. And so party has been very important to us. We, we were your dysfunctional children. Is you that are. what we were? <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, I'm, a, I'm what you would call an institutionalist. I, I Service above self. You've yeah. heard that in Rotary. Well, that's me. You know, when I was chairman, I didn't worry about Doyle Webb. I didn't worry. I, I tried to say the right thing. From a platform point of view, mm-hmm. from a conservative point of view, if it stuck, great. If it came back and slapped me in the face, that's just part of the job. Right. Okay? And that's that's who I want to be as lieutenant governor. I, I want to keep us in the straight and narrow. I believe in our platform. I, I've appointed the platform committee. I'm a staunch, conservative, uh, small government. Government should be there to protect me. You know, I believe in police. I believe in a, a strong national defense, but mostly I b- believe in freedom. Okay, yeah. and and you do too. I know absolutely. That. I know that and, nobody believes in freedom more and, than I do. And, and we and, and I'll tell you this: we let that slip away mm-hmm. every day. Okay, we do every time we allow government to do something for us. We we give up a little piece of our freedom. That's right. That's right. That's that's the reason I tell people uh, I, I'm running on a kind of a little bit of platform. It's called Life, Liberty, and Lower Taxes. Okay, mm-hmm. life goes without saying. Life begins at conception. Right. Liberty. Liberty is a word we just we call it. We think it's a ten cent word. Okay. Well, it's a it's a ten million dollar word. Right. It's it's ultimate freedom. Ultimate freedom. So every time we look and see anyone restricting my freedom, whether it's government or you, mm-hmm. you know, my rights should end where your nose begins. Okay? Yes. That's, that's uh, Sir Patrick Henry. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and so uh, I, I think we've got to be watchful of that. We've got to speak out on that. And then we, we need to work on the lower taxes because lower taxes give more liberty. 
you got if you've got more dollars in your pocket, the more freedom you'll have, and you can mm-hmm. pursue happiness right. in doing that. Yeah, and and you know if if government would just allow it. Um, now, one of the things that I've I've in the last few weeks I have um, been pushing on that that uh, churches, religious uh, entities, and so forth have gotten away from politics or they're scared of politics. Let me tell you something. Religion has always been politics. That's right. Always will be politics. And if they try to stay out of that, um, they're going to lose that war. They're going to lose their congregation. They're going to lose those people because um, that's part of our lives. Well, you know, uh, and people who argue the, the 1619 Project, right. and all of that stuff, okay, forget that this country was founded on religious freedom. Right. It was speech, It was sermons from the pulpits of the churches that brought about freedom uh and liberty in this great nation and uh i'm I'm with you 100 percent. we we have to speak out i wish that the congress and had repealed the johnson amendment to allow the churches to not lose once again we have their 501c3 which is control that's control Okay. Right. Anytime you can tax, freedom of religion doesn't they mean control the your money. They control your taxes. That's right. That's right. That's right. So um, uh, I, I'm with you a hundred, hundred and ten percent. We were founded on on those freedoms, and and we often, uh, you know, a lot of people now believe the government gives you your freedoms, mm-hmm. gives you your rights, and we know those are God given rights yeah. as contained in in our freedom documents. So. Um, uh, it, it's just a re-education of people. You know, I'm, I'm going to participate next week in what's called uh, Constitution Camp, where in Saline County, the Republican women are have, I think it's 70 kids coming, and they're, for a few days, they're going to teach the Constitution. No kidding. That's right. And no it, kidding. It, it, it's it's going to be great. The Republican women of Saline County have done a great job. I think it will be a good, great template mm-hmm. for the future. And um, it's as I say, they filled up. I think they originally had fifty, uh, and they expanded it to seventy kids for a few days. So they got days. kind of a Sunday school for for constitutional uh, Constitu- education. That's right. That's right. Nice. And I'm 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 going to be uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, one of those. I'm going to have to put on my. Uh, of course, Thomas Jefferson would be a Republican. Of course, today, he would. He okay? would be today. Yes. And uh, so I, I, they'll have a little play, and and they have. Uh, classes and they mm-hmm. have rewards and they have snacks. I mean, it's just like Vacation Bible School, but it's called Constitution Camp. If you're interested, you ought to uh, call Senator Kim Hammer. I yeah. think Senator Hammer had them on the air one Saturday, and you might go to his website and see uh, wow what's available there. But Constitution Camp. Constitution camp. That's that is incredible. I, can, I love can, to see stuff like that. Can I can I remind people that yeah. it's webforarkansas.com? Absolutely. If you want to be uh involved in my campaign, uh go to webforarkansas.com and and uh sign up there and we'll we'll get you involved in some way. Sounds great. Thank Sounds you. great. Well, uh we've got just a couple of minutes here. What was uh uh if if you're wanting to to hear any part about uh our our show today, uh 101 one fm the answer on our facebook page or 1011 fm the answer.com podcast uh, while we're giving out 
you know, websites. That's things. right. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you a little bit more about Constitution Camp. There's one uh, little skit mm-hmm. in which government is portrayed as a big dinosaur. Mm-hmm. That government's become so big, it's just this dinosaur that's knocking things over and ruining people's lives. Right. So, right. Uh, evil dinosaur in this case. Sounds evil like the dinosaur. music's coming on. The music's coming on. We're going to wrap it up. We've been talking with uh, Doyle Webb, candidate for lieutenant governor, uh, previous uh, chairman for the Republican Party of Arkansas. And uh, I'm Alan Kerr. I'm filling in for Dave Ellswick this morning. We've had a great show. Um, Hope you have a good week. I don't know if uh, I think Dave will probably be back tomorrow uh, since he's only had one day off. (laughs) And uh, hopefully... uh, Hopefully he'll do a better show uh, than than I did. Uh, he always does. But uh, I hope everything went well and everything came out well. Uh, I hope it did too, and he knows what that means. That's right. <laughs> um, but th- this is Alan Kerr for the Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great week.